Welcome to War in the Spirit, your resource for spiritual breakthrough and warfare, empowering you as believers to tap into your authority using the tools provided by God to bring about supernatural shifts. spiritual warriors welcome back to war in the spirit podcast i'm faith cawthon green and you are listening to episode five um, where we are continuing our uh, series on breaking through with power and authority this is part two of that series um, and today we're going to talk about living below our purpose Before we delve into that topic, I want to just do a quick recap of our last episode where I was talking about God's will versus God's promises and restoring the divine order of God to our lives. Um, And I want to just recap on this because it's going to help us build the context for what I'm talking about today. Um, So just to give you a reminder, the basis of that last um, episode was Matthew six thirty three. but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you remember when I talked about that in our last episode, I was saying that once we restore the divine order of God to our lives, then God will release the promises that he has made. So the order should be that we place God's will for our life first and then Then we seek him for the promises. So let me just give you a reminder about that. God's will is a permanent fixture in time, something that God has already ordained to happen in our lives. God's promises are the things that God wants to give us. So his will is who he wants us to be or how he wants us to live. And his promises are the things that he wants to give us. So here again, seek ye first the kingdom. So seek ye first God's righteousness for your life, his will for your life. And all these things, the promises shall be added unto you. And then we will back that up again with Luke 12, 22 through 24. It says, and he said to his disciples, therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, neither for the body, what ye shall put on. The life is more than meat and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? So what God is saying here is, don't worry about what you're going to eat. Don't worry about what you're going to wear. I'm going to take care of that because your life is more than that. Your purpose is greater than the things that you will eat, how you're going to pay your bills, where provision is going to come from. It is greater than those things. And I am going to provide those things for you. Let's look at Matthew 6, 19 through 21. It says, lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through or steal for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So what God is saying is, 
put your focus on his will and not on the things that you need. I explained this in a Bible study last week that it's like having a job and expecting that everything that you need for the job will be provided. And that's what God is saying is that if you walk in my will and and my purpose for your life, I'm going to provide everything that you need because that's what you're entitled to as my child. So what is purpose really? Well, it's the specific thing that God placed you on this earth to do. It's your area of impact, your jurisdiction. And you might say, well, what does this have to do with power and authority? Well, when you know what your jurisdiction is, then you can operate in that area with power because the authority in that space has been imparted to you by God. You may not be an expert in everything, but if you stay in your own lane, your own jurisdiction, you will be the expert in that specific area. But as soon as you step outside of your specific purpose or your specific jurisdiction, you're like a fish out of water and did not have the same authority that you had in your own jurisdiction. Think about a police officer outside of his or her jurisdiction. They may still be an officer of the law, but if they are not within their jurisdiction, they don't have the power or the authority to create change or shift or to bind up the evil that is in their area. So this is why it's very important to understand what your purpose is and what your area of jurisdiction in this world is. So what is your purpose? Well, only God knows what your specific purpose is. And in order to find out what your purpose is, you have to seek God for it. So if you look at Jeremiah 29, 11 and 12, it says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. So God is saying, I know the plans that I have, but you have to seek me for the plans. And once I give you the plans, then I will listen to you. I can answer your prayers. There it is, the will and the promise again. Once we truly submit to the will, i.e. the plans of God for our lives, this is when we unlock the true prosperity that God desires to give us. So again, in this verse, it says, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. So we also have to remember that in life, Even though we have struggles, even though we have situations that don't seem favorable, there's still a part of God's plan to prosper us, but not to harm us. God desires to prosper us and not to harm us. So the more that we see the things in our lives, even the unfavorable things, as a part of God's overall plan to bring us into prosperity, then the greater understanding that we have of those things and the less room we give for the enemy to use that as a playground in our mind to make us think that God has abandoned us or God is for some reason punishing us. So if we look at Ephesians 3, 20 and 21, it says, Now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us, To him be glory in the church 
and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. So God is saying, I'm able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or think. And that is what he wants to do for our lives. But oftentimes, um, we're so busy submitting to what society says we should do and what our lives should look like. Society says, go to school, graduate, and get a job, right? However, so many people are walking around living this monotonous, purposeless life because they have not sought out what God wants for their lives. If you go to a job every day that you hate, you're probably living below your purpose. If you feel unfulfilled in what you're doing, you're probably living below your purpose. Your purpose is often something that you're passionate about. But sometimes in order to find what that truly is, you must be willing to step out on faith and follow the path that God wants to take you on in order to find that purpose. I'll use myself for an example. Um, God instructed me to leave my job in February. Now, my plan was to step out and start my own business in the area that I was already practicing in, was, which was behavior analysis. But God had some other plans. Um, and so I've been on this path to figure out exactly what it is that God wants me to be doing with my life. And it's not exactly what I thought that I was supposed to be doing with my life. It's actually a completely different direction. But what I've also found is that God is using my area of training. So what I went to school for, what I had my career in to fuel ministry. I'm using those same skills that I had, the thing that I was passionate about when I worked, to fuel ministry, to draw hearts in, to draw souls in, to draw the spirit of God into the hearts of the people. So I had to step out on faith and make a conscious decision to take the path that God wanted me to go on, even though I didn't necessarily know where it was leading me. And I had to trust that God was going to take me to the destination that he had for me. And sometimes that's what finding your purpose will look like. It might start with a leap of faith where God is saying, hey, I need you to step out of this thing that you're doing and step into something new. And once you submit to the process to purpose, you're well on your way to finding fulfillment and prosperity. This does not necessarily mean that the process is without hardship for God needs to test you to ensure that you have what is necessary to fulfill the purpose. So let's look at Romans 8, 28 through 30. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. Those he justified, he also glorified. So let's take a moment and break that down. This says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him 
who have been called according to his purpose. So what this is saying is in all things, even the hard things, God is working for your good because you've been called according to his purpose for your life. And so there are things that he might place you in that is really working for the good of you accomplishing your purpose and walking in your purpose because he all already predestined you to be conformed into the image of Jesus. So a part of the process to your purpose is being formed into the image of Jesus. And so sometimes that's why we may go through hardships. Sometimes that's why we may go through struggles. Sometimes that's why God may test us because he is trying to develop us to have a heart more like Jesus. Because in order to go out and really pursue the purpose that God has for our lives, We have to be postured in a specific way in our hearts. And so the process is about shaping us and forming us to be Christ-like. Then the last part says, and he predestined us. He called us. That means he called us into a purpose. And those that he called, he also justified. So that means if he called you, That means that you have been justified to move in that area, to move in that space. He's given you an authority and a power to move in your jurisdiction. And then the last part says he also glorified. And that is to me saying I am rewarding you. I am recognizing your sacrifice. I am recognizing what you are doing for me in your life. But there's the order again. First, you must answer the call. I will justify you. I will give you the power and the authority. And then I will glorify you, the will and the promises. So let's look at some other things that the word says about God's purpose for our lives. Proverbs 19.21 says, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. Proverbs 33, 10 and 11 says the Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples, but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. So we will oftentimes have a purpose in our heart or a plan for our lives. And it says that at the end of the day, God's plan and God's purpose is still going to prevail. So sometimes we make decisions to go against what God is doing and God will put us in some situations that might press us to bring us into the place of purpose. So it's like a choice. We can choose to go into the place of purpose because God's purpose for our lives is his will we can choose to go into the place of purpose or God can press us into the place of purpose but the plans of the Lord stand firm forever so you know I like to tell people all the time that um finding your purpose is like playing a video game You know, I grew up with Nintendo, so I'm going to use Super Mario Brothers as as an example. When you run the board or when you're playing that level of the video game, you know that there are hidden treasures along the way. Sometimes there's coins, so there's money. Sometimes there's extra lives. Sometimes there's things that will put a shield on you to keep you from being killed by the enemy. 
But in order to find those hidden treasures, you must run the path to find them. And if you fail to find what God has placed in the path, guess what? You have to run that board all over again. Because regardless, God is going to press you to the place where you learn what he wants you to learn, where you reach what he wants you to reach. You decide how quickly you get to that place. And you often sometimes decide what that path looks like based on your response. So, you know, I also like to use this analogy. Um, Your path to purpose is response-based. It's not necessarily time-based. So you can choose to take the remedial version of the class to learn what God wants you to learn. And you can stay on the material for a longer period of time. Or you can choose to take an AP course, an advanced placement course, where you learn the material faster and you level up faster. So oftentimes it's based on your response. And we sometimes stay in cycles where we're running the same board over and over. We're taking the same class over and over and over again. And we're we're going, God, why do you keep on letting the same thing happen to me? Well, it's because God is looking for a different response. So sometimes we need to take a moment and sit back and take inventory of our lives and think about what has been happening to us. What have we continued to see happen over and over and over again? And why is that thing happening to us over and over and over again? Well, it's because God is looking for you to respond in a different way. So when you take a moment to step back and look at it, stop looking at it as as just a hardship or a punishment and look at it as something that has purpose in your life. Then you can take a different response to it and you can move past that cycle that you've been in and you can go to the next level in your life. So how do we truly find our purpose? Well, there's really one answer. Surrender your life to God. Every area of your life. Not just the things that you feel like you can't do on your own. Like sometimes we just decide we're going to pray to God and we're going to say, God, I give this thing to you when we have an illness that, uh, uh, that we want God to heal because we know that that's something we can't do in our own power. But we've decided, oh, I go to this job every day, so my money is good. I know exactly I'm going to get paid in two weeks. I'm going to get this amount of money. I've got enough to pay this bill, that bill, this bill, that bill, or whatever. We hold on to those parts of our life because we feel like we've got those parts under control. And then we only decide to give the parts of our lives to God that we feel like we can't do. But in order to truly find the purpose and also truly experience the prosperity of God on your life, you must surrender every part of your life, not just your body, not just your money, not just your relationships, every part of your life. And you have to not be afraid to step out on faith and trust that God can do it. Because oftentimes we'll say, God, I'm going to give this to you. And then we decide, God, you're taking too long, so I'm going to take the power back. I got it, God. 
we push God out of the way. We decide, God, I'm going to give it to you today. But then the next week we decide, "Uh, this is taking too long. God, I got it. But God is not going to force us to surrender anything to him. He is not going to take it from us as long as we've decided that we've got it under control. It's only when we actually give it to him will he take over and start to align everything and put it in its proper place in our lives. And that is how we get to true prosperity is by allowing God to align everything in our lives. We can't give him one thing and say, God, put this in line because a line requires more than one point. So God needs every space in our lives in order to align them. And for us to see true prosperity and true purpose manifest for us. You know, I hear a lot of people talk about church leaders and how they're prospering when their parishioners are struggling. However, maybe we need to consider that they're living within their purpose and that their purpose is providing for them and that we can't be mad because we couldn't make the choice to do the same and live within our purpose and allow our purpose to provide for us. It doesn't mean that our prosperity will look the same as theirs, but it is God's will for us to live prosperous lives. This does not always mean an abundance of money. Your prosperity may look like an abundance in your relationships. Your prosperity may look like an abundance of the spirit. Your prosperity may look like it may look like an abundance of money. It may look like an abundance of power. It may look like an abundance of access. But God wants to prosper you and he wants you to have joy, not just happiness, because happiness is not lasting. The joy of the Lord is lasting and that joy is a part of your prosperity. Prosperity does not just mean money. You may ask, if there's so many people living below their purpose, why are there so many people who are prospering? Well, everything that glitters is not gold. And everything that looks like a blessing is not necessarily from God. The kingdom of darkness can expose people to money and power just to lure them off the path of purpose. But what we also need to understand is that just because there is money does not mean that there is joy and prosperity. Take, for instance, if you look at Hollywood or you look at the entertainment industry. These are people that when we look at them, we're like, They've got everything, they've got money, they've got power, they've got respect, but they're still committing suicide at alarming rates. Why is that? They have money, right? They have power, they have position, they have access. What is it that they're missing that makes their life not worth living? God wants to make your life worth living. He doesn't just want to give you money because money does not equal joy. Prosperity in God's definition is joy. It's not just money. He wants you to be prosperous in every area of your life, not just your finances. So your purpose is your jurisdiction. 
And if you're operating outside of your jurisdiction, you may open yourself up to unnecessary attacks. The enemy wants to keep us from stepping into our purpose because it's our greatest place of power and authority. But when we step out of that place, we sometimes step out of the hedge of protection that God has us under. That's why we must remain within the jurisdiction, within the purpose that God has placed us in. See, everyone is walking around talking about they're living their best life. But they're really dying inside when no one is looking. You know, if you ever sit and you watch people, I like to watch people in the mall. You can see the pain on their faces. There's so many people walking around with mental, spiritual, and physical afflictions that God is saying, I want to heal you. Invite me in so that I can do that. Well, what does that look like? Well, it's not just going to church every Sunday. It's not just cracking your Bible open and reading it just so you can say you're a good Christian. No, it's about establishing a relationship with God. It's about spending time with him and listening to him. We spend so much time telling God what we want that we are not silent enough to hear what he is saying to us. And sometimes he is giving a response that we have been looking for, but we didn't take the time to hear it. And we're wondering why we haven't seen results or shift in our lives. It's time to realign with all that God wants us to be so that we can get all that God wants us to have. Let's look at Job 42, uh, 1 through 6. It says, then Job replied to the Lord, I know that you can do all things. No purpose of yours can be thwarted. You asked, who is this that obscures my plans without knowledge? Surely I spoke of things I did not understand, things too wonderful for me to know. You said, listen now and I will speak. I will question you and you shall answer me. My ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore, I despise myself and repent in dust and ashes. And what Job is saying is that, I had my own ideas, my own plans, and God, you thwarted my plans. And now I can see clearly because my ears had heard of you, but now my eyes have seen you. We need to see God in a different way. We need to surrender to him in a new way. We need to submit to him in a new way so that we can see the error of our ways and we can see what he truly wants us to be what does living in your purpose look like well it looks like passion it looks like prosperity it looks like position it looks like elevation it looks like power and authority but because even though according to the standards of man you may not be powerful but God measures power on a different scale he measures power based on submission to his will and impact on the people Take the disciples, take Moses, take John the Baptist, take Peter, all people who may have lived what we would look at as modest lives in the eyes of men. But in God's eyes, they were powerful because of the level of submission to God they had and the impact they had on the people. 
Luke 7, 29 through 31 says, all the people, even the tax collectors, when they heard Jesus's words, acknowledged that God's way was right. But they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and the experts in the law rejected God's purpose for themselves because they had not been baptized by John. Jesus went on to say, to what then can I compare the people of this generation? What are they like? They are like children sitting in the marketplace and calling out to each other. We played the pipe for you and you did not dance. We sang a dirge and you did not cry. We're looking at God as in the mind of children, in the maturity level of children and saying, God, I did this, but you didn't answer my prayer. God, I did this, but you didn't, you didn't give me what I asked you for. But that is a works driven mentality. Well, God, I sacrificed this. God, I did this work. God, I taught the Sunday school lesson. God, I gave money to this person. I sow my seeds. I do this, right? And, and we're looking for God to give us something in exchange for that. But God is saying, no, I need you to step into your purpose. I need you to step into faith. Your works and your faith, they go together. Faith without works is dead. But you also need faith to back up your works. That means you need to step into your purpose and a new level of faith so that God can do what you've been asking. You step into the will so that you can receive the promise. And the last thing I'm going to leave you with in regard to purpose is Matthew 28, 18 through 20. Then Jesus came to them and said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. This is the Great Commission. This is what our true purpose is. This is why God placed us here. This is what we as Christians are supposed to be doing in our lives. Our greatest purpose is to gather up souls, to bring people back into the kingdom of God, to teach people about God, to help them know who God is. And our specific purpose, our individual purpose is the area of jurisdiction that God gives us to do this in. So whatever it may be, it may be ministry for you. It may be education. It may be something else. It may be music. It may be, it may be art. It may be dance. Whatever it is, find your jurisdiction because that is the place that God wants to use you to accomplish the Great Commission. We all have a voice. Our voices must be used in our specific jurisdiction or area of power. Sometimes our life experiences are not punishment, but preparation to walk into our purpose. So your area of affliction and triumph can lead someone else out of bondage. Now it's time for you to decide. Will you accept the challenge? Well, that wraps our session for today. I just want to thank you for taking the time to tune in. 
I'm so humbled and grateful for the privilege of being used as a vessel by God. And I pray that you have been blessed by the content of this podcast. If you have questions or comments about today's session, please leave a voice recording on the podcast page and I will respond to you. You can also email me at warinthespirit12 at gmail.com. If you are led, you can sow into the ministry at Cash App, dollar sign, Collective Live. And you can find the ministry on Facebook at Collective Live Worship. Remember, you are a spiritual warrior with God-given power and authority. Walk in it. I'm praying for your breakthrough, increase, and abundance. Have a spirit-filled week and tune in next Wednesday. Love you all. Be blessed.